Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What's up, fuckers? Welcome back to Candyland. So this is the guest I have been really manifesting to come on to our podcast. She is a TikTok sensation. This girl has a, a massive platform and she's just so down to earth. I want to bring in, invite Kayla Jaden. So welcome. Hey, I'm happy to be here. We're I really so love that when you pop up on screen, you're over here with a blunt fucking ready to go. Oh yeah, I'm ready because let's talk about it. Yes. So I found Kayla on TikTok. She has a lot of hot takes. She's super opinionated. And I really fuck with that. Like, I like people who are like, this is me. You can take it or fucking leave it. Because I feel like that's how Gemini and myself are. And we really want to only connect with people who are like authentic like that. So Kayla lives in Louisville. She is local, but we have never met. And we probably haven't met because I'm like 10 years older than you. So that may That'll be do you got to come to our New Year's party we got coming up. Yes. That'll be fun. I don't know how we haven't run into each other. I'll be everywhere. I know. I've been seeing you everywhere. Like, and a lot of people that follow you, like, we have a lot of mutual people that I see that follow you as well. Yeah. So, how did you get started on TikTok? So, <laughs> there's a few answers to this. So, my first ever viral video I had posted this thing. Now, mind you, I had three followers. They were only people I knew. It was my sister, my cousin, and my friend from school. And I had posted it literally for them because I had no followers. And it was a video of me walking into my grandmother's house. My dad was having a dinner with his now wife and my grandparents for the first time. And they were playing um, Leonard Skinner off of my Alexa. And I came in. I told my Alexa, I said, Alexa, play my neck, my back. And I just started busting it down. And they were all yelling at me in the video. They're, Kayla, stop. Alexa, no. Trying to get it all. It was just chaotic. And I posted it. That went viral. Got a couple of thousand followers from that. I was like, that was weird. And then I, and then the second one, and then mind you, I was just, I didn't really have like a niche, which is so weird for me because so many influencers are like, you have to have a niche. You have to have a niche. I posted whatever the fuck I wanted because my second viral video was completely unrelated. It was me slamming Caitlin Bennett into like actual garbage because of her very backwards political opinions. Um, and that's really where that got started with the political videos that I do, all the very opinionated videos, lots of the educational content. They were like, we need more of this. And I was like 16. So that was just like, oh, you guys think I'm smart? Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's really how it started. I was really young, but um, I've had a lots of different things. Give me Like a lot of people have seen me from a lots of different things. Like my political videos are just like funny content that I've made or my Waffle House videos. I had a whole like folder for that because that was a mess. But yeah. So Gemini, have you ever saw her on your For You page? No, you haven't been on. Well, I mean, I'm sure that maybe you like came up on my FYP, but I found you because Paige sent me your 
your profile a while ago and was like, it would be so cool to have her on the podcast. We would have such like an amazing conversation. And we just caught your live uh, right before we started yeah. on this. And we're literally texting each other like, this is going to be such a good episode. Like this is going to be wild because oh, yeah. we wanted it to be a longer episode because we're getting time with you. And sometimes like when you want to have a conversation with somebody, you're like, well, fuck, it's been 30 minutes. And how are we going to keep this going for another 30? And with you talking, I was just like, okay, so the topics would literally never end. No. I want to know about the video. Like, do you remember the video page that you found her with? Like what the video like specifically was? Cause I want to hear about it. Yeah. So it was a Waffle House thing. And what caught my eye is it said ladies in Louisville, Kentucky, watch out for this. Or it said Louisville, Kentucky Waffle House or something like that. And I remember being so taken back by the video that I instantly found you on Instagram and I followed you and then you followed me back. And I was like, damn, this is about to be my friend. I was like, this is my friend now. And this was probably like a year and a half ago. I mean, I don't know when that wall yeah. was, it's been a while. And so yeah. then I was following you and I saw that you were like super opinionated. And I'm like, I fuck with this. Cause I love when people are like, this is me. And you can fuck off. And then you started getting like really tattooed and I love tattoos. And I just like everything you were doing. I was like, damn, I really wish at 20 years old or whatever that I was that wild and free. You know what I mean? I know, I've been vibing. Tell us about the Waffle House video for those that have not seen it. Oh, yes. You know the details. Yes. So what had happened was I was working and I was a server and I was one of the only female servers on the floor at the time and a man had came in and I started to get him seated or whatever but then he went straight to the bathroom and I noticed a lot of time I went by and that's not unusual working at Waffle House we have lots of drug addicts that come in use the bathroom for you know what and I give them time I'm like I'm not that person that's gonna be like get out like, these people are homeless anyway so I'm just like let them, let them get their coffee you know and it had been a while so I was a little concerned so I wanted to do a little you know, welfare check. So as I'm going over there, he's coming out. He's like, I need to, I need to talk to you about this bathroom. There's, there's a dirty needle in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. I was thinking like something else had happened. Maybe he was in there doing drugs. Um, but he, cause he had been in there for a while, but I was like, okay, maybe, you know, so he was like, you, I'm, I'll show you where it's at. And I was like, okay. And so he was, he told me where it was at and he said it was, he said it was on the sink, I believe if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and I go in there and immediately when I walk in, I don't see anything on the sink and I turn around and he's right behind me in the bathroom. And so I'm like freaked the fuck out. Cause I'm just like, you cannot be in the bathroom with me. So I scream. Um, and luckily my coworker, who's the cook was a male, um, who's quite scary. So he comes, you know, running and is like, you need to get out. You know, there's customers yelling at him or like, why are you following the lady into the bathroom? Um, and so at that point, you know, I'm just kind of like in investigator mode once we got him out because he like freaked out and ran out the store. So I was like, something's up. So I'm like looking in the bathroom. I moved the trash can and behind the trash can was a fully loaded syringe of heroin. And so that was just like absolutely terrifying. And when I finally had filed a police report and talked to Metro, they had said that they were investigating similar incidences at other like corporate businesses where an employee had got followed into the bathroom. Like, and so that was just like, actually like just terrifying. So I was like, I need to make a video about this. Cause like, if they're telling me this is happening in other places, like somebody could be like, this could be a serial predator. Like that's terrifying. Why is there a fully loaded syringe? Like is the thing to like 
put it in you? That's, like, what, that's what I was trying to understand. I was like, because because to put in direct respect, I, I'm quite familiar with drugs. It's been I've been exposed to it growing up and no, seeing the syringe and how much was in it like that would have killed me. So I don't know what the intentions were, quite frankly, but it, it scared me seeing it. I have a picture of it and everything. And what scared me even more was to follow up with all of that and telling my employers that I was filing a police report because they really didn't seem too concerned about it. They were just like, okay, well, if he comes back in and I was just kind of like, can we pull the cameras? You know, I had to file a police report for them to pull the cameras. Um, and so they kind of wanted me to be really hush hush about it. They didn't want me to do the interview that I had with WLKY about it. Um, so I was just kind of like being quiet about it and I didn't like that. And, um, basically it, when I told them that the needle was in the bathroom, um, my manager took it, broke it in half and threw it away. I was like, that literally is evidence. Why would you do that? And it was before, right before the police came. I was like, awesome. That's so weird. Yeah. When but I luckily saw- I took a picture. I took a picture before he broke it. So when I saw that on TikTok, I was fucking floored. Like, I already know that, like, Louisville has gotten pretty ghetto. She lives in Idaho, so she doesn't live here. She's never okay. been here. So Louisville has, like, evolved into this fucking hood rat station. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's meth. I don't know if it's fentanyl. I don't know what it is. But it is turned hood rat <laughs> as fuck. To the point where, like, I have a fully loaded gun, no safety on me at all times. Like, oh, yeah, you need to. Like, like I will shoot you. So it's <laughs> crazy to hear that. Like, cause we used to go to Waffle House at like two in the morning, no care in the world. Drunk it's the well. one on, it's the one on Westport road. A really nice one. Like a nicer area. Exactly. Middletown. Yeah. And it's just crazy because like where the riffraff used to be on one side of town. Now they go to the rich side of town and like rob people and carjack people constantly. Yeah. Like you're almost safer in the hood than you are out in the nicer areas now. I'm in Shively and I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think because Shively police are on their shit. Like they are on their shit out there and you do not want to fuck with them. So that's why I don't like- we live right off Dixie. So yeah they're everywhere is that considered like a like the nicer part we're talking about two yeah. different parts so where oh, are you yes. at so i'm a rougher part i like it though that's where i'm comfortable so. so kayla we had a guest on this past week she's a local tattoo artist her name's jasmine and mm-hmm. she brought up j mall and gemini goes what's a j mall what's your take on i don't you? know you've never what been is to- what is a j mall honestly in there I have once and I don't think I will go again. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't it's overhyped. Um it's a scary I place. like to be small. I heard your story earlier. So your girlfriend Summer approached someone in the mall and asked them if they she could take a bite of their sandwich. Yes. So we were sitting in the food court, I was eating my lunch, and she was like, I'm gonna go ask that man to get a bite of his sandwich. She was like, psych, nah. And my friend was like, you won't. And so <laughs> she got up, goes up to him and was like, can I get a bite of your sandwich? And he's like, what the fuck? Like, like why do you want to bite of my sandwich? She's like, I just want to try it. I just want to bite. He's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I just, I just want to bite. Like, he's like interrogating her. And he's like, ends up being like, yeah, like you, you can have a bite of my sandwich. And so he gives her a bite of the sandwich. She takes a bite. 
and she can't eat pork because it makes her sick. So she takes a bite, realizes there's pork in it and she spits it, spits it out. And she goes, thank you. And just walks away. And he's like cracking up because at that point he like realized she was like messing around and shit. And he like looked over, saw all of us laughing. And so they all started laughing. It was, it was actually like pretty wholesome, but. I think it's funny that the people in the comments on when you're telling this story, you had some people that were like, people were so pressed in your comments, like saying how mean it was. And then you've got people literally commenting on the live who were just hyping you up that are like, that's so mean. Why did she do that? That's awful. And I'm like, it always is a fucking bitch on the app that has nothing to do with the story that's more fucking mad than the person who got their sandwich bit. Yeah. No, literally, literally. <laughs> I'm like, he was laughing. It was his sandwich. Like, he thought it was hilarious. He was actually enjoying it. It was funny. Like, they were his whole group was laughing. So, so do imagine you guys encountering people with a sense of humor. Did oh, they look. recognize you all from TikTok at that point? Um, I don't know if they. Did. I'm sure they knew that that's what was going on, but I don't know if they knew who we were. But that does happen a lot. Every time I go to St. Matthew's Mall, I I'm always running into somebody. They're like. It's, I can just tell when they look at me because it's always like, a, it's always like a, and I'm like, you know who I am? <laughs> or like, I'll hear, oh my God, is that that TikToker? And I'm like, damn, you bitches can't whisper. Hey. <laughs> Do you feel like TikTok has enabled you to make a lot of friends or does it create a lot of like haters as well? I know social media, like when you're authentic, people cannot fucking stand it. They hate oh. when someone loves themselves enough to be vulnerable and share things. And me and Jim and I talk about this all the time. And I feel like there's like a double-edged sword with that. How do you feel about that? Well, honestly, so I feel like something that's not talked about a lot with influencers is how difficult it is to make friends that aren't influencers. And because I feel like, you know, it's just hard to read up like people's genuine intentions because it's like, I'll think I made like a genuine friend, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. We're hanging out. Oh, let's make a TikTok. Oh, let's 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 do this. Let's do that. I'm like, uh, damn. I thought you liked me, <laughs> like, but um, that's something that I feel like is like a the bigger issue with like as far as friendships being a TikToker. But like as far as my connections that I've made through TikTok with other TikTokers, I've met some really great people. Some not so great. You'd be surprised. Some of your favorite TikTokers are assholes. Um, in real life. Uh, but. Um, yeah, the haters, they're, they're rough. Um, that's something that I definitely struggled with for a while. That was something like when I first started social media, it's something I didn't prepare myself for, especially with as young as I was. Um, when I started, I was just like wanting to argue back with everybody because bitch, shut up. Like, uh, but after a while, I just kind of like laugh at it now. Or sometimes like if I've really got something good to say, or you really got me fired up, I will respond with a video and read you to pieces but normally i'm just like you're dumb like i'm right you're wrong so but yeah it definitely does suck some people can't handle it though and i've seen a lot of tiktokers fall off of social media because of that shit it's rough we know a girl who literally ended up deleting her tiktok she had hundreds of thousands of followers and she was like on the witchy side of the app mm -hmm. and um she got hit with uh like having coyote bones or something and so everybody called her like a cultural appropriator right and literally she just like got off of the app and wanted nothing to do with it anymore because people gave out like 
her address, her kids' schools, all types of stuff. And no matter how many like videos she came with and was like, that's not what it was. Like you guys are misunderstanding. Like this isn't a thing. People didn't care. And we, I feel like that was just proven too with like the, I don't know if you guys were up on the Luke Combs situation with the Tumblr, but like everybody on the internet's over here dragging this man about like, how fucking dare you? And he wakes up at five in the morning and is like, I didn't know anything about this. You know what I mean? But like people are so quick on cancel culture that you don't even have to know a full story or hear from somebody before you're like, I'm going to go burn your mom's house down. Oh yeah. Like honestly, like even recently, um, some really strange people, uh, leaked my address. Um, and I've had my phone number leaked a few times. Uh, it's, it's definitely not fun. And that's another issue that I've had with, with, um, making friends is like trusting someone like it's like if I can be your friend I need to give you my phone number because that's really the easiest way to reach me because I get so many dms so many like people contact me so much through other platforms it's just the best way to reach me but it's like do I trust you with my phone number you know and so it's just it's hard but um definitely I feel like when it comes to cancel culture it definitely can be rough but I think the biggest thing that I've learned with is that like no matter how silly it might feel or whatever it is it sucks people because people want to be like don't don't you don't need to explain yourself because like sometimes it is good to have that attitude but like I what I've noticed is that when you, a certain group feels offended by something I always feel like even if I don't understand it if you feel offended I will apologize and I feel like that's the biggest part is accountability with like wanting to upkeep even with getting canceled because there's no way you're gonna have a platform and not make a mistake people are gonna call you on your shit and I feel like it, the biggest part of it is how they handle it and some people handle it by never addressing it and just ignoring it and waiting for people to stop talking about it. Some people delete their whole social medias because people get doxxed and harassed and things like that. But yeah, I've seen some, some crazy ways that cancel culture has unfolded some people's platforms for sure. I feel like the generation that you're in, like the range of people, you all grew up with the internet fully. Like I'm 31. So I had some playtime outside before like AOL and instant messenger came out, but it's like, I can instinctively remember when my childhood went like fully internet. And we were so young on MySpace, like meeting fucking strangers. Like it is crazy that I'm alive right now because I've snuck out my window to go hang out with a 17 year old boy from the internet at like 14 or 13. Don't even that, but like, hello, mom, I was a bad kid. And it's crazy now because like you all literally have these personas online. And then like, you're talking about trying to make friends in person. People just want to piggy pack. They want to clout chase in your generation. And I can imagine it would be difficult. Like, that's why, like, when you followed me back, I was like, this is going to be my best friend. Like, I don't know how, but this is going to be my new friend because I know how it is to like want to connect with people, but they only want what you can offer them. And we deal with that so much, like with our podcast, like we posted an episode and then someone commented, I want to come talk shit. We don't talk shit. You don't even listen. Like, don't say that. You don't listen to us. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I feel like honestly, just another thing that I feel like I've noticed with people within you know my like the gen z is just that a lot of people are so comfortable 
you know, with social media that they don't know how to interact in real life. And that even boils down to the bullying because some of the shit that bitches will say to me won't say to my face. And I, I hear it all through social media, slapping at the gums, slapping the gums. And I'm like, but if you saw me in real life, you would walk right past me. And so I feel like, you know, it's, it's definitely like a communication barrier because then when you meet people in real life, you don't know. It's just like, oh, I can't just text you. And I can't say LMAO when I'm sitting here staring at my phone, not even laughing. Oh, shit. I got to actually, you know. That's because they know in person, your girl's got a bandana with a lock inside in her back <laughs> pocket. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, I'm I... Jim and I probably doesn't know about this, but I know that you had one of those parties in person and like some dude hit you or something like that. What? Tell us about that. So I had a party that I was promoting for um, on 4th Street. There was my first first forewarning. What's up with 4th Street? You're going to have to make it real fucking broken down for me. Lots of lots of lots of drunks, lots of fights, lots of shootings, you know, downtown um but the and the venue you know it's not super secure so there's usually lots of stuff that happens there um but I personally had never been in this stuff okay (laughs) I'm usually just there getting everybody lit you know getting everybody excited um but I was dancing with this one girl we were chilling you know she's she's twerking I'm twerking she's like oh I follow you on TikTok I'm like hey girl you know we're completely cool and then my friend Maddie she was in the state where she needed to go home. And so we were trying to arrange an Uber for her. And um, she's like falling all over the place. We're trying to, I'm like, okay, this is like, okay, y'all babysit. Cause I'm not letting nobody, we not, I don't play that. <laughs> and this dude comes up, tries to get behind her. And I'm like, eh, 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 eh. you're weird. Everybody been seeing her falling all over the place. Back up, back up. Um, he's like, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Backs away. And also tries to ask me if I want to dance. I told him I was there with my girlfriend. He said, oh, I'll dance with both of y'all. Da, da, da. We were like, no, thank you. So he's already making it weird. Comes back over to her and tries to get behind her again. While she's, again, falling all over the place. Like her brother and me are like sitting there with her. And he's like coming up. And so me having to be big sister, I pushed him. Because back up. Um, and just a you little know, stiff arm, you know. Back away. And his, his little homeboys was right behind him where I pushed him into. So they get up in my face. So I've got like three dudes in my face. They're all screaming at me, bitch, this bitch, that, Oh, what do you want to do? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, whoa, 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 Cause what do you want to do? I'll hit a man. I, I'm, I definitely will lose, but I will hit you. <laughs> and how fucking creepy to be like your dude's trying to assault a super drunk girl and you guys don't do anything about it so a woman's got to stiff arm you and then all your little dicks are gonna come up and yell in my face anyways continue I fucking right. men are trash yes they are and so then the girl I was dancing with earlier comes up she's like what's going on what's going on that's my boyfriend you're talking to what's going on and I was like oh my god what is going on so her boyfriend was one of the dudes who got in my face after I pushed the other dude. So the other dude was just like their friend that was with them. She was like, that's my boyfriend and his um, brother. So don't talk to them. Talk to me. Don't talk to them. Talk to me. She keeps repeating herself. She's mad. She's also, you know, intoxicated. I'm intoxicated. And so I'm, I'm not trying to escalate the situation. I was like, listen, like, calm down. I was like, I promise. Like they didn't do anything. Like they just kind of got in my face, but I was like their friend that they're with keeps, trying to touch like damn near reached his hand up my little sister's dress and I don't do that 
And so I stiff armed him and pushed him and they didn't know what was going on. They seen me push him and they got up in my face. I was like, let them know this ain't nothing to do with them. And so me and her are trying to deescalate, whatever. And the one who it got all started by who was violated, um, she's very drunk, you know, still needing to get home, but she's not wanting to leave because all this is going on. She gets in the girl's face and puts her finger in the face. And I was like, oh no. And she like, didn't understand, like I was deescalating. So she didn't know like what to do. And so she like, da, da, da. and then the girl was like, what's up? And I was like, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. I was like, great. And so at that point I wasn't being listened to. And so I wasn't even worried about the fight. I was irritated that I was being ignored. So I turned around to walk away. Cause I was like, y'all got that. <laughs> so I turn around and I feel boom. And so I'm like, what the fuck are you? And so I got snuck by the girls. The girl grabs my hair. Then the dudes come over. They start all just punching us, hitting us, kicking us, pushing us. And then my girlfriend tries to step in. A guy grabs her by her shoulders and is like holding her back. So she's just having to sit here and watch this. And she's screaming, kicking, trying to get them off of her. But like, it's like a big dude. And so then we're all fighting, whatever. And then my friend finally goes and gets security. They break it up. And then there, we had two uh, LMPD officers outside. They come in and they grab Maddie because she was respectfully the sloppiest. So <laughs> they grabbed her first because they were they were concerned about her. So they we got her out the building and I followed them to let them know like what was going on and also wait for them outside so we could do it again because that wasn't fair. Um, we're gonna try that again one more time and we're gonna do it one on one. And so I waited outside and now mind you, about 75 to 100 people accumulate outside. They're like, yo, Kayla J's about to fight again. Oh my gosh, she said she's waiting for him. She said, bring him out. And, th and then we fought again and again and again and again and again. And we kept going until they stopped jumping me. And I think I fought the girl once, about once. Once, one-on-one. -on -one. And right as we started fighting one-on-one, -on -one, it was good for a while, we was tussling. Police officers aren't doing anything. They're standing there. One of them goes, what the fuck do we do? He's like, I don't fucking know. And so they're just standing there and we're fighting. And then one of the dudes, the one who started it all by touching Maddie, he comes over, boom, punches me in my face in front of LMPD. So then they grab him, slam him on the ground. And that's the video that was on my Instagram story where he's getting handcuffed and then Summer comes and steps on his head while he's in handcuffs like twice and gets knocked over. Yeah, it was more of a stomp, but. Summer's your yeah. girlfriend, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so many things. First of all, um, I don't like that you got your fucking hair pulled for, because you were directly in her face. And I feel like if you're going to stand there toe to toe and be on some shit and running your mouth, then right. you should be face to face handling it. Also, you're my fucking spirit animal, because I tell you what, I would be outside the fucking building too. There's a video. <laughs> Um, I ended up reposting it, but somebody posted a video of me. It ended up on TikTok. It went viral. It was a video of me outside of the venue. Somebody hands me a Svedka bottle, goes, baby, you, you want to take a drink? I said, and then I put, I gave him back the bottle. I said, bring her out. And it's just literally just me taking a shot. And I'm like this. And they put like, they put music to the back of it. And so then I took it, put, put, put like a little badass song to the back of it. And I posted it on my uh, Instagram. And I said, in case y'all forgot who I am. <laughs> and I saw and I was like, for one, I fucking love this girl because girl code, like facts, like don't fucking touch my friend at no. all. And I feel like that's Gemini with me, like very protective over me and like 
people always say that she's making me meaner, but it's not true. She just stands on business. She just stands on fucking business. And like, I feel like, like you said earlier with the internet generation, they don't know how to stand on business. So when they meet someone like you, who's like real honest, open, whatever, they, they don't like that. And boys are fucking weird, especially younger boys because they can't approach a girl without a screen in front of them they don't know how to act human in person and when they get around people it's either drama or like nonsense like there's no fun like we used to go out and have fun there wasn't drama but I remember like back in 2017 there was this place called Sully's and it was like this big place where everybody went it was so cool it was like the highlight of the the Louisville nightlife and some Mm -hmm. girl did the same shit to me her boyfriend was popping off and I told his ass to back up and then she snuck me from behind and grabbed my hair and did the bullshit and I beat the fuck out of this girl like it was (laughs) one of those things where my friend didn't even know it was happening because they snuck up behind and that's so fucking common and I don't get it but like someone's face square up and act like you know what's about to go down but I saw that video where you were like tell him to come out here and all that and I was like yeah this girl's ready to fuck y'all yeah. up so you know yeah literally like when I posted that everybody was like oh shit like what happened it was crazy how many people were hyping it up they were like recording like there's gotta be like there's so many videos from that night like and it was funny too because the first time we fought when she had snuck me or whatever after we separated when we fought again, it was initiated by me because I, I went face to face with her. I said, I said, run it again now that we're face to face because she snuck me. And so then we go fighting again, but then the boys jump in again. And that's when LMBD came all in. But they just kept jumping me and jumping me and jumping me, which is funny because I have a, I have a TikTok somewhere deep in my page that's like me in a room full of people, uh, full of the people who jumped me. And it's me sitting in an empty room. And I I had to duet it like after I got jumped and I was just like, well, that humbled me a little bit. <laughs> we call it a pussy bop. I don't know where, like when I was growing up, it was always a pussy bop. If you like tried to sneak up on somebody from the back. And so it'd be like, oh, and then she tried to pussy bop me. And like now as an adult, I've never heard anybody else say it, but I'm always like, you got pussy bopped. <laughs> Do you feel like when you have like this big following that people want to try to humble you or people want to try to come for you? Because I feel like in Louisville, it's like a toxic, I know you talked about it earlier, but it is this toxic place that like no one wanted to support me and my spiritual business until Bunny XO did. As soon as Bunny XO endorsed me, people are like, I went to school with her. I know her. I know her. But it's like, it takes a famous person with millions of followers to endorse you. And then people are like, I know her. And I'm sure you have people like, we went to middle school together. What's up, girl? Like, you're like, yeah, you made fun of me. And yeah, you talk shit about me. Like, fuck you. You know, like, do you feel like that happens more and more the bigger that you get on social media? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, even when when I first, when I had my first viral video, because TikTok was still so small, like, it had just changed from Musical.ly to TikTok when I had went viral. So I was, like, pretty, like, known at school. They were, like, Oh, they, like that's the TikTok girl. Like they kept calling me TikTok girl. I had like 10K. Like it wasn't like super big to me at that point, but I was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I had even noticed just even then with the 10K followers that I had that girls that had never given me the time of day were like, oh my God, I saw your TikTok. And I'm like, okay. And then like as I got bigger, I definitely noticed there there, there would be people, you know, come on my live. I'm like, they were like, oh my God, remember me? 
yeah, you were not nice to me. I do remember you. Yes. Or like it's somebody who I barely knew. And I'm like, why are you trying to act like we were friends? I don't like that. Um, but, and even with like just regular friends that I've made since becoming social media famous is that like, anytime it becomes like a falling off situation, it has to be on social media. Like it's never dealt with privately because it's like, it's, it's always it has to be some camera shit afterwards. And even with other TikTokers, that's what I'm kind of dealing with right now is like, I just feel like people like when they realize that bringing up somebody's name gets them attention or gets, you know, gets them that pool that they're wanting. They're like, I'm going to keep going. And then next thing you know, I got, I got my name brought up about 50 times and I'm like, mm, what is going on? There's beef. I don't even know what's going on. Like, I don't even be knowing people that well to be having beef with them on social media. And I'm just like, Oh, you don't like me. That sucks. That's always something that Paige and I have like been so clear about. It's like, we've had fallings out and, and things like that with people who have platforms who don't have platforms. And we've always just been like, we're not going to name drop because the second that you're name dropping, here's the thing is like, yeah, people get views and they get followers off of putting somebody else's name in their mouth and talking shit. But the followers that they get are people that followed them because they talk shit and because they like the messiness and the drama. And so those people are going to give that same energy to them. You're only vibing with them right now because they say something that you like. But the second that they say something that those petty followers do not like, then all of a sudden it's dragging them. And it's like, people can build authentic social medias. And like, that's something that we're really working on is building like our authentic social medias where we're not having to get views because we're talking shit about somebody else or or sharing like messy drama like there's plenty of messy right. drama uh, you know when you're podcasting and talking to people behind the scenes things that never get aired because let me tell you I won't name drop but people really do have a whole fucking persona on social media and then you get on to interview them and you're like who the yeah. fuck is this bum bitch who is this <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Like, you didn't wash your ass this week and I could fucking smell it no, I've had this, I've had the same like feelings about like, like I'll follow a TikToker for so long, finally get that mutual back. I'm like, okay, cool. Get to try to be friends with them. And I'm like, oh, you're weird. I don't like you. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Cause we both are psychic mediums. So we really have a lot of spiritual following and people that are like attracted to our light or attracted to like what we're offering. And for it's sure. amazing. The people in the spiritual community that are fucking frauds that like, they literally somehow got a viral video or somehow got that notoriety. And I would rather have like that organic authentic following and it only be 50,000 people than have 500,000 people that want to try to use and abuse me. But we find that it's the people with the bigger platforms that are so inauthentic at their core. Like we interviewed this girl, we never aired it. She had like 2 million followers and all of her videos were so welcoming and sensual. And she called everyone baby. And it was just really inviting. This mm -hmm. bitch showed up after she done hit the chicken bone. She was in her car, had the dome light on basically hit a rail off the dashboard. Like it was weird. I was huh. like, this bitch is on drugs. And like, if you would have saw her on her videos, she looked like a whimsical fairy, but then you get her in the car and she looks like literally a crackhead. Like it just did not even, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. 
I feel that definitely met a lot of TikTokers where I was just like, definitely, definitely vibe with them through their social media personality. And then it has nothing to do with their regular personality that they have, which mine is the same. It's one of the same. I just, I don't, you like it, you don't, I don't really care. What I like about your social media is like when I click on your live, it's just like you're having like raw conversations with people and you're not just like, oh, look at me, get ready with me. But you're like, I'm rolling a blunt. We're about to smoke. I'm chilling. What are you doing? Like, and you like know people in your life because they come in there. And I used to go live a lot and I used to love connecting with people. But then I started getting what we call like a watching spirit where they don't interact, but they just watch you and like try to copy you and learn from you, but they don't actually support you. And I just got fucking sick of it. I was like, I'm sick of these watching spirits and I don't hardly go live at all. So TikTok is totally like shadow banned me because they want you to go live. They want you to promote gifts. They want you to promote the shop. And it's just gotten so scammy over there that I'm like, I really wish Instagram would like fix their shit and stop playing games because it was so much more fun when it was like building authentic community rather than buy the blue check mark, sponsor, add your post so that we'll show it. And I've told Gemini before, I'm like, Kayla has a diehard following because I see like your comments and I see your lives and they're always lit. And I'm like, she's got a big like following of people that actually support her that actually like vocally support you. And I really like that because that just shows how true you are because so many people really resonate with you. And I've watched you in the last year, just like go up on social media. And I'm like, teach me your ways, mommy. Like I see you, like, I love that for you. And like, that's what we like. Like, we don't like people that are trying to compete, that are trying to steal, that are trying to like chase clout. Like, it's like, I just like connecting with boss people and just being at the table and learning from people. But like, so many people want to steal the recipe and it's like, baby, you do not have the flavor. You can yeah. use the recipe, but your shit sucks still. It does. No. Yeah, definitely. We've had, we've had a few incidences like that where it's like, cause like me and Summer are both the same way with social media. It's like the person we are on social media is the person we are off of social media. And it's funny because most of Summer's videos aren't like a TikTok trend or something. It's usually just her screaming at her phone in some sort saying something funny. And there was one time a, uh, another TikTok couple uh, copied her video, but like word for word, but it was a video, like it wasn't a trend or anything. It was literally like just things Summer was saying, like just off the top of her head. And like, I don't know why, but they copied it like verbatim and then blocked Summer. And so Summer never saw the video, but it got sent to me. And so then I saw it and I was like, what the hell? And we addressed it to them and it, it became this whole thing. And they like said that they never blocked Summer, even though Summer could not see their page. It's that account not found, which means she's blocked <laughs> and I could see them fine. Um, but yeah, it was a whole thing. And then they left TikTok because of it. And now they're like a little YouTube couple with no followers. Wow, that's what happens when you steal people's shit, I guess. Yeah. I can't imagine because I, I heard Summer talking when you were live, and I just can't imagine. I'm just trying to imagine like some like cute little suburban people trying to repeat. I can't imagine suburban people repeating anything that would come out of her mouth. And I only heard her for 30 seconds. Yeah. And it was like down to like like the way she would scream. Like sometimes she'll like talk her words and then just randomly scream. Like they did like even like like Summer had said, like in the video, what did you say? You said something, something. You were like, fuck. <laughs> and then they like even were like, fuck. And I was like, 
are you like trying to copy the way she said it? It was so weird. I like snippeted like the videos side by side and like laughed about it on TikTok and everybody was like, ooh. But at this point, just use it as an audio and then just promote the person who actually created it. Yeah. Right. That's or even like a tag or something. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like the same people who take stuff off of memes, direct quotes off of viral memes and put them as their Facebook status as if that bitch really was intelligent and witty and had something right. to say. <laughs> we literally see so many people do that. And then like they've promoted that digital creator on Facebook. So then they literally take viral posts from other platforms. And like I saw one today, we have a mutual friend that does this and it had like 300 shares. So, you know, she thought she was popping her shit, but it's like, girlfriend, you know, you aren't sleeping well at night when you've got to like wake up and try to find viral posts to stay relevant. And that's how I feel about like the people using your name because like your your platform has went up like every time I look at your platform it is like up 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 and I'm like this girl Instagram is dying and her shit is popping on Instagram like you're probably one of the most like popping Instagram pages that I see like in the first 10 minutes you'll have like 4,000 likes and I'm like I love this for her because people talk about Instagram dying but I feel like Something about your following is just so loyal because there's even people who have a huge following that don't get the interaction that you get. And I feel like, how do you stay like grounded in all of that? Like, how do you stay so humble? Because I can just tell that you're really humble. Like, how do you how do you do that? Um, Honestly, I feel like for me, I feel like part of it has to do with just the the way that so like the impact that social media and having a following had on me just because I was such a weird ass bitch in high school, like not a cool kid. Like everybody knew me, but nobody was friends with me type of shit. Like I had my little group of friends. And so like having social media and seeing that people were interested in what I had to say and people thought I was funny or people thought I was smart. Like I took a lot of value in that. I didn't view them as, Oh, these are just strangers that like me. I was like, people like me, like these are people you know, and I was really adamant about like interacting with my followers. And, you know, when I see like a, a, a page that's like popping up and popping up, popping up on my shit, I'm like, what's up? And I respond to my DMs. Like, I just feel like, you know, the whole, you know, being Hollywood just because you get a follower count is just ridiculous because there's so many influencers who like will get a following count and then unfollow everybody and like not interact with their followers, not even like like comments, like or even respond to comments and things like that. And it's like, I just feel like that's such like, that's part of being an influencer. Like these people are supporting you and the things that you do and say and put out on social media, the least you can do is like, say what's up, like. So that leads me, let's talk about the Palestine movement. And I know that you had a video, it kept popping up all over on other platforms. And I saw that you were live one day and you're like, so my video is going viral in the Middle East on the news or something. So let's talk about that. Cause I really sent your video. Like when you first posted it, I sent it to like 20 people. Cause I was like, yeah. I fucking agree with this 1000%. I am so sick of people glamorizing war. And even the U.S., like we are the biggest oppressor. I mean, I love being in the U.S. because we have a lot of freedom, but they are a fucking massive oppressor to other countries, especially oil rich countries, people that have resources, people that have control in other areas. So what are you doing with your platform to really bring light to that? Because I know that you've had a lot of content about that recently. So I want to expand on that. Yeah, so uh, 
I think what, so what had happened was I had noticed I was getting a lot of comments that were like, it was, it was, I want to say mid October. Like I want to say it was a week after the event that occurred on October 7th in Israel. And everybody was like, can you please post a video about this? Can you please post a video about this? And I'm really careful about, especially with my political content, that's like current events. I try to make sure that I do a lot of research and I take my time with making sure that I'm getting my news from the correct sources. Cause it's like, especially with like foreign events, it's really important to not listen to anything that the American government is telling you is happening. And so it's like, I'm trying to like pick through like Middle Eastern news, stuff that's written in Hebrew, stuff that's in Arabic and get it translated to English. So I can kind of understand going on Al Jazeera, which is like a big, you know, news platform on, in the Middle East, which actually they posted one of my TikToks, which was super cool. Um, but like, I was really careful about getting it all together first and how I felt about it and reading all the ins and outs on both sides before, you know, figuring out how I felt about it and what I wanted to say, because, you know, just having an opinion on it doesn't really do anything for me. Like I, my, my whole thing with social media, I don't just say how I feel. I, I, scream at my phone about how I feel and I carefully choose every word that I include in the videos and I feel like lately with everything that's been going on in Palestine my biggest um thing was just that with me having such a broad audience like just because I'm I'm not a mean person so it's like even people on the other side of me politically give me the time of day and hear me out and watch my videos like I have people that comment all the time like hey I don't agree with everything you say but like this you know this with some food for thought. And so I try to make sure I deliver it in a way where I'm still very impactful, but it, people want to watch it and listen to it. And so lately um, I've been doing, you know, a lot of like videos on information that I feel like might be useful that the American news might not want to tell you. Um, and as far as forming your opinions on the genocide that's occurring and the fact that they aren't even wanting to call it a genocide, you know, and I just feel like it's important, especially as somebody who is not at all middle, middle Eastern that I make sure that I'm using my platform not to speak over anyone, but to kind of give that voice to the people who are experiencing this right now and share their stories in the best way that I can, obviously without being there. Um, and you know, it's been very successful. I've reached, you know, a, millions of people over the past month on my videos. Um, and I'm really happy about that. So I, I feel like a lot goes into doing that type of, that's a very, um, when you're talking about like getting feedback from other people and other people not liking content that you're doing, or you getting like hateful energy and stuff, you talking about politics, especially talking about being in other countries. And I think that on a very small scale, a whole bunch of what TikTok was focused on was only problems that we were having in the US and not even problems that actually matter a majority of the time. It's like, I'm going to, I think that's what bugs me so much is our like news and the things that we do hear about are lies and small petty things here that don't actually impact anything. And we could be as a people helping to, I feel like improve things other places and putting right. our energy into so many things. If our news sources weren't putting shit out just to dumb you down and distract you. Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of people miss is that 
the headlines that were given on American news channels or even just not even just American, just Western media, it's just a lot. It's, it's polluted is what it is. It's and it doesn't matter. You know, it could be it could be CNN. It could be Fox News. Like everybody knows that there's a divide, but it doesn't matter. They're both liars, like um, especially when it comes to politics and and war and death and especially in the Middle East, like like let's, let's talk about the conversation with America, the Middle East. Do you think they're going to be honest about what's going on in the Middle East? They weren't honest last time. So, you know, it's just really important that people read into those kinds of things. And I feel like something that kind of makes me sad is that there's a lot of political um, influencers that I follow that I see that aren't being as as vocal as I would expect them to be. And I feel like it's more of like a privilege thing, really. And in the sense that, like, you, you're comfortable to talk about issues that don't belong to you because they're affecting other Americans and people around you. So the, the, the issue touches you close enough to where you're like, okay, I'm gonna talk about this. But there's influencers who aren't speaking on it because it's it's a foreign issue. And it's like, as much as people want to say, oh, well, that doesn't affect me. One, it does if you want to have that conversation. But two, they're humans, you know, and it's just, it's terrifying the things that I've been seeing. And that's why I feel like TikTok is such a great platform. That's why it's such a threat to the government. It's just because it's such a big boil of information. You can, I mean, minus the guidelines, say almost everything you want, the things that they don't want to put out, that's where they get put out. And it's, it's, I mean, I've learned a lot from TikTok, even as somebody who teaches people things on TikTok, I've myself learned so much from TikTok that I would not have learned anywhere else, I don't think. How do you stay under the radar um, for TikTok's community guidelines? Like, how does that affect you and your voice? So um, I've kind of just, well, so my first page on TikTok, I had almost 2 million followers and that page was banned um, because I kept getting community guidelines violations because there was a time, I think between like 2020, 2021, um, where they made a huge adjustment to those guidelines. And I did not understand them for the fucking life of me. And so I just kept violating them. And I was just like, what am I doing wrong? Like, and there's still things where I'm just like, why did that video get taken down? But I've kind of learned how to work around them, especially with me being an influencer that talks about things that are very controversial because, um, I mean, at, I think a lot of people know that when you talk about things that shouldn't be talked about, that they won't always get pushed out, especially if you're being super straightforward. So there's sometimes times where you need to talk between the lines or like, or you can't cuss as much or when I'm putting my captions on the video so they don't shadow ban it, I put a different word, but I know you can hear the audio that I'm saying. So you know what I'm talking about, things like that. Um, or even like I used to have like a little graveyard of bottles on my shelf and I made a video about Palestine and they took it down for alcohol. Um, which is really convenient, but those kinds of things that I try my best to work around and I've done well at navigating it, but that's literally, uh, I'm on like my seventh TikTok page, which is, you know, a big thing for me to have now reaccumulated as many followers as I have on the one that I have right now. Um, but it was definitely a pain in my ass. And there's a lot of times where with the guidelines and everything and all the restrictions they have on what I can say and do, um, where I wanted to give up because it's so frustrating when you're like so far along and then you just lose all of that and there's no way to get it back and you feel like you've done nothing wrong. I think when they changed the guidelines, it was like to really appease the American government in that point. Like the government 
knowledge is power and spreading awareness is against what the government wants. The government wants us all on the hamster wheel, struggling and in survival mode. And one thing I've really learned in the last five years of like my spiritual awakening and, you know, really branching free from a lot of those dynamics is that they want people my age to be convinced that we cannot do certain things that now I have proved that you can do like pay off yeah. your loans. People that think like, oh, I'll have student loans forever. You're on the hamster wheel. You're not dedicating your energy in the right direction to believe you can do something. If they take away your belief and your imagination and your fun of like this lifetime, that's where they trap us all. And so I think it's really easy for people to point blame or look at people like yourself that are promoting just controversial content, but for the right reason. Right. As like the problem or, mm-hmm. or as part of the problem. And right. we're putting that onto you because one person really can change everything. And one thing my spirit guides keep telling me is like Martin Luther King and people that they have like taken away from us will reincarnate in this lifetime. They're like leaders are coming. Like, and I've really been on this thing of like less influencers, more leaders. And I feel like you're really in that leadership role where I know like they put you in the influencer box, but you're using your platform for more than just to sell me products and to show me skincare routine. You know what I mean? And I feel like you're using your platform for like such a versatile um, set of like values. And like, you know, you can be fun and silly and like fight someone outside the club and then still really care about human life and like want to support people in that sense. I want to get your opinion on what happened in Maui. Because I know that the government set that up to seize land. And I just want to know your opinion. Like, what is your Honestly, that's something I'm planning on making a video on shortly. Um, I've had so many ideas of, like, things that I've been wanting to talk about. Like, Congo, Sudan. There's just so much fucked up shit going on. But to say the least, 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind. that, that And anybody who doesn't believe that. That's what they want you to think, you know? And I feel like I that's actually, the case with a lot of things that happen that we think we're like, oh, the government wouldn't do that. Yes, they would. I have a girl that I interviewed on my other podcast named Ashley that actually lived um, down there. Like her childhood home was burned to the ground. So her and her parents like didn't have anywhere to go, but she runs the magazine down there. And Mm -hmm. so she's had to like get all types of information. And she was making videos saying that what we're seeing in the U S about what's happening down there isn't actually what they're experiencing down there that her as a reporter, she's trying to go in and she's trying to get interviews and talk with like the fire chief and, and all that. And she was having a super hard time even being able to talk like locally. There was so much government down there and so much shit going on. So I'll be super interested in seeing your like, I'll watch out for you doing that video on Maui because I've, I've heard her just be like, there's nothing that we could get. And that was like when it first happened. Yeah, I'm definitely, I could definitely honestly, well, that probably sometime this week, maybe within the next few days, but it's, it's something that I've been seeing a lot about and honestly not on the news on social media is where I've been hearing so much about it because it's something that I feel like the news is kind of pushing aside, making it quiet. And a lot of the things that I've seen on social media is that, you know, 
it's not that's not what's happening this is what's happening and you know people saying like they're they're not letting us do this they're not letting us do that there's police everywhere you know and that's the reality of a lot of situations like that which is why I feel like there needs to be things like TikTok where people can share that kind of information because when it comes down to it who's who else is going to tell us you know my like trigger in that was when they were like yeah it just burned right up to oprah's land but didn't touch her land like as soon as i heard that i was like oh so lady gaga bruce willis and oprah none of their shit got touched and it was just right on the outskirts of all of this but the people who got touched were the people that had oceanfront property that had been getting offers on it for the last 10 to 20 years for millions and billions of dollars from developers and they're like no this is family land and another thing as a spiritual person they say that like mother earth like Gaia her heartbeat is in Maui like they talk about this frequency that emits from the land there that like when you like have those frequency meters for um like the um what is it the Schumann resonance and things that it's a lot different in Maui and they have a lot of fresh water areas and like natural springs and like a lot of resources that come directly from the land and it would just make so much sense that the government would want to develop that or to take that just like they did in like during like civil wars and stuff like they just confiscated people's land and were like we're building a road here well have you ever heard the the history of the like like Hawaii and like the the queen that they used to have and everything what happened with that situation um I have not I don't think so there used to be a queen in Hawaii before it became ours um and her name was uh Queen Lily Kalani really beautiful indigenous woman and um basically um you know the fruit company Dole yeah so Sanford Dole um, he needed the natural resources, needed the natural resources of Hawaii for his fruit company. And so he started um, building factories, putting in plants. Um, and then uh, the queen was imprisoned. Uh, they took her out of power. They pulled down the flag of Hawaii um, and put up the American flag. Um, and it was a whole situation. That's how we got Hawaii and pretty much how the Dole Fruit Company became as big as it is because they pretty much took over all of the natural resources that the natives had on that land, um, kicked people out of their homes, you know, the stories. Um, and that's, they didn't issue a national apology until I think 2007. So, wow. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me with all of this stuff. So your face, Gemina. I'm, I'm like, first of all, I'm never buying those fucking fruit cups again. You can suck my whole dick. I don't. Second of all, I just like the 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 shit that you that people can like got away with and did to other people. I've recently been watching the so Yellowstone has these like prequel spinoffs, and there's like eight eighty six and like nineteen twenty three, I think. But they're um, showing walking. Um, the Oregon trail, like mm -hmm. from, where was it? From Tennessee to Oregon and showing like, I don't know, the most realistic like journey video that I've seen and like encountering Native Americans and just like 
fucking raping people and killing them just because you found a small village and that's what you wanted to do. And just like, I don't know, just watching something sometimes or having it being directed in a way where you pay attention to it and you can see it and like relate, empathize with it, I guess is the word and see just, I don't know how fucked up it was that I almost see events now in picture as I'm being told about it. So then like seeing that play out of like your queen being imprisoned and how scared those people must be, because how scared would you be if, you know, the person that's like in power or whatever, you actually like them and they get imprisoned and Mm -hmm. then what, you know, I don't know. And then you're just told somebody else owns you. Yeah, that whole story is, is is a really good example of something that I feel like American textbooks did a great job at hiding is the annexation of Hawaii. It's it's an interesting story. And it's, it is sad too, because she, uh, the queen was like writing letters to um, like United States uh, government officials to the white house um, saying like, please give me Hawaii back. Like, please like, and like, it's just, it's just sad. It's really sad. I think all of American history is just fucking whitewashed. Like I went to college, I have a bachelor's degree and the shit that they teach you in college is just like so polar opposite of what you actually need. Like there are no real business classes. Like even though I minored in business to actually start a small business, like now that I have an LLC and own a business, Every year I get fined for something being late or like not being sent in to the right place, even though they cash all the checks that I send to them, they sure as hell don't tell you what paperwork needs to go where. And I just feel like the system that like has been created is really to keep people oppressed. So Kayla, what is your opinion on past lives and people coming back <laughs> for like in incarn- the most random no, really, like, segue? <laughs> She's all fuck the government. So, anyways, about past lives <laughs> no it's a good question Keep going. this is what i think is like sometimes people come back in a powerful position like yourself like i feel like you're in a powerful position you have a lot of people listening to you you have a lot of eyes on you i feel like sometimes it's like good karma and then sometimes like being in a spotlight can be a gift and a curse right like some people that have a huge following are like i just want to go to taco bell and fucking eat i don't want to talk to you like you know eminem talked about that like i can't take a shit without someone standing by it like what do you, what is your opinion on past lives as far as like how governments and like people inherit power through like family lineage? Like, how do you believe and what do you believe about past lives? So honestly, so agree with everything you said. Um, uh, pretty much the upbringing of like most big countries is white supremacy. It's what it's all built on. Um, good example star spangled banner francis kaki he was a slave owner he wrote he wrote the song singing a song, wrote a song about the home of the free land of the buried whatever and nobody he, he didn't support the freedom of everybody but um as far as past lives um so i don't know it's like i feel like there's been times where i hope i'm taking this in the right direction where i feel like i've met some i've met somebody like a child and i'm like i feel like i'm talking to an adult like you've been here before <laughs> um and or like or like you'll see I saw a TikTok the other day it was really interesting and she was talking about how like uh your 
your natal chart, like where the planets align for where you, when you were born, how it, it explains a lot about who you are and where you have been. And so she was saying, like, she explained like a really uh, like shitty to her uh, placement. <laughs> and she was like, you know, yeah, they definitely probably did some fucked up shit. And this is this is going to be your karma. <laughs> And um, I definitely, you know, believe in the good karma, bad karma situation. And I'm, I myself am learning to try not to be anybody's karma because then I will get bad karma. But, you know, but yeah, definitely, definitely on the same page as that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, just like in general, because you have like such a huge voice, you're very opinionated. I feel like you have been in a past life where you were oppressed by authority figures. Because I have a really inherent rebellion energy towards authority. Like when the government's like, millennials can't do this or you can't do that. I'm like, I'm like the first in line trying to do that. Like, I'm like, okay, well, watch me then. Like, watch me own a house, own a business, do all these things you say I can't do by 30, you know, like watch me do it. But the reason I ask that is because, you know, Gemini works, we both work with a lot of people in shadow work and like working with people working through generational trauma, but we inherit generational gifts, you know, and generational things that come from our ancestors. And that's what like one of my mantras is, is like, I'm going to be the most abundant and rebellious ancestor. Like for all my ancestors that had to die for me to be here right now, like I'm about to pop my shit so that I am like that rambunctious ancestor that comes back about to burn it all down. But, you know, I just feel like your energy is definitely like I've been oppressed and I'm going to show you why the fuck I chose to be a white woman here right now because you're going to listen to me. Okay. You're going to hear what I'm saying. And that's what I always tell myself. Cause like, I know for sure that I have not always been white or that I've not always been a woman that I have been, you know, just different ethnicities and like, you know, a man or whatever. And it's just crazy to me because so many people just believe they come here and that's it. Like they're just here and then we're going to heaven and that's it. And I'm like, right. Like there's something more. There has to be more. No, no yeah, I I believe in reincarnation. So I, I've always, you know, been really big on like like. So when I don't know if you help like how long you've been following along, but I I don't talk about it much. But I I had a miscarriage um a few years ago, and there was a time where I had decided to plant these purple pansies for my son, and I was sitting, and I don't I don't pray because I've never I fell out of religion a while ago um was raised roman catholic if that says anything um but um i sat there and i was talking to the flowers as if like it was my son and out of nowhere this little purple butterfly comes and lands on the flowers while i was talking to him and i was like okay okay i hear you whatever you whatever you're doing i see it (laughs) Oh, that made me so happy. First, I was sad because we were talking about the miscarriage, but then I was like, you got a purple butterfly. Yes. I actually, I got a tattoo for it too. I don't know. You can't really tell that the butterflies are purple, but. Oh, that's beautiful. I have a purple butterfly with blue right here. Oh, that's cute. I have a blue one right here. I love butterflies. And honestly, (laughs) I like have such a deep connection to like earth in general that like, I literally be putting like spells out there like that land will not sell because it'll be like just full of trees and it'll say for sale and I'm like nope you're not gonna sell it like you're the housing market's gonna crash you're not selling it like I'm like I'm only okay if it doesn't have a lot of trees if it has a lot of trees you cannot sell that land because I 
I get so triggered by them tearing down trees that I know that like I have this deep connection to earth and I'm just like I think that's where like the Maui thing really upset me a lot and that's why I wanted your opinion on it our podcast is always all over the place and I knew that you would bring a lot to the table Gemini do you have a question for her no, I'm just sitting here vibing. My gummy kicked in and I'm just like, I'm in love with the conversation and the vibes and, you know. Yay. So, I want to talk about like, what hobbies do you have that are outside of social media? Like, what do you do for fun? Like, who are you without your platform? Like what, with, you know, you show the world a lot, but like, what do you do for fun? How do you relax? Ooh, smoke. Um, that, that's <laughs> how I relax. Um. Yeah, that's like, but that's not even really like, oh, that's just part of my daily routine. But um, I like to read. I mean, that's, that's where I get a lot of my knowledge from. I, I love books. Um, and I watch a lot of shows. I love watching shows. I get addicted to a new show like once a week and I'll binge watch it and binge watch it until summer's like, oh my God, I can't watch another episode. We got to turn it off. I'm like, oh yeah. But yeah, really, I just kind of chill. I mean, weekends are fun for me. I'm a party promoter, so um, I get pretty late on the weekends. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty much just chill and smoke and watch TV. And every once in a while, I get on my phone and I scream at it and get a lot of likes. And then I go back to smoking and watch TV. Do you do anything creative? Because I feel like you have such a creative aura. Like, I just feel like you have some type of creation. That, like, I, I like to paint and draw. I'm just, I'm getting better with the painting. That's something that I've just like started getting back into. But I've, I've always been really good at drawing. But I don't really show that on social media. I just feel like you have such a like passionate energy that whatever you put it towards probably would be really successful. And I also, the thing I like about what you said earlier is like, you don't have a niche, but you are just passionate about whatever you're speaking on. And I think a lot of people get like the viral content because they want to go viral. Like they want to be in the spotlight, but it's not for the right reason. And I think that's why I really was just so excited to get you onto the podcast. And I knew that our messages were getting lost. You were like, I can't find the message. And I knew that because like every time I go to your live, people are like, Kayla, open your message. Kayla, I wrote you 20 times. Like, and you're like, literally just trying to live your life. And people are like, I sent you 45 messages, open them. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they're probably like, where my brand or what can you do for me? Can you promote me? And, I, and I've seen you before. Like, you want me to promote you? Pay me. That's fine. Pay me though. <laughs> no for trouble. Facts. Facts. So what are your goals for 2024? Like, what do you have coming up? What can we expect to see from Kayla Jaden? Um, Honestly, so something that I'm working on right now kind of behind the scenes, no big details to it yet, is I'm planning a mission trip over to the Middle East um, once the floor is safe um, for people to be coming in and do like on the ground humanitarian aid in Gaza and the West Bank. That's something that I'm planning on doing within the next year or two. So that's something that I'm excited for. 
I love that. So at the end of every episode, Gemini pulls a card for our guest. So okay. if it's okay with you, it's a My Human Design card. We end every episode with one. So for everyone listening at home, you'll be able to follow Kayla. We'll put all of her details and everything about her in the description. You can watch the video on Patreon, either mine or Gemini's. You can watch it early on Patreon only. And yeah, so she'll pull your card for you. Ooh, your card straight jumped out of the fucking deck. Okay, you got card 24 Surrender. This pink Cadillac. It's a caddy. It's a caddy, daddy. Um, so I would say to also look up the angel number 20 after the um podcast too to see what that like messages, what's coming up, and see if it resonates for you. We're huge. I literally just opened the book and it opened right to it. Um, we're huge believers in everything having like a purpose and a reason why it's showing itself in your reality. And that's why people get excited when they see like 1111 or whatever, because numbers and symbols hold their own vibration. I feel like that come to you at times that you need it. So with this deck, it points out a gift that you have and then also what the shadow inside of that is. So a strength that you have that maybe you need to be reminded about or that you don't even realize that you have and then and pointing that out for you and then the shadow side in that. So what may be like a little bit tricky or difficult with having that. Mm -hmm. So the sign is Gemini. What up? Um, the gift is self-assurance and your shadow is superficiality. The gift of self-assurance. When you allow life and its answers to move elegantly through you, the shackles of forcefulness and unrelenting determination fall away. You realize that the large framework of oneness supports you and you connect more fully with divine timing and your inner knowing. You are right on time and answers flow to you when the opportunity strikes. Your harmony with the present moment and its many offerings assures a sense of ease and confidence. And your shadow is superficiality. The shadow and the gift are distinguished by the energy and intention of your actions. The lower frequencies bring about busyness for the sake of doing and occupying time rather than from a place of presence and expansion. Superficiality within this mode of existence means identifying completely with the mind, time, and a surface level understanding of this life. You may be everywhere and nowhere at all. Your themes are allowing, receiving, timing, and intention. I like that. You know what I really like about your energy? It's so inviting, but it's also like, don't fuck with me. And I feel like it's a mutual understanding. Like, Gemini's the don't <laughs> fuck with me, and I'm very inviting. And I feel like, like putting us together, you give both of those vibes. And it's just, it's so energetically like, um, like encompassing, like you just kind of suck people in, whether you're just like rolling a blunt and chilling, or if you're like screaming at your phone about something really important. And mm -hmm. we're just so grateful to have you on here. Like, thank you for just taking time out of your day. Um, well, is there a message that you want to leave everyone with? Um, Honestly, I don't even know what direction to go in with a message, but I guess I'll just say, 
I appreciate everybody who's been following me as long as they as long as they have because it's it's been a long ass road. Some of y'all have been watching me since high school, and now I'm an adult and doing adult things, and y'all are still supporting me. So I appreciate y'all so so much for that. Um, and also be your most authentic self. Um, I love all of y'all, and you know keep pushing through. Next year is coming up. New year, maybe the same bullshit but you can do it. So that's what I've got. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. We will see you all next time in Candyland. Bye. Bye.